congregation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. But looking at our relationship with Jesus first, so that we start leading out of a place where we're in relationship with Jesus and then we're working for Jesus. And quite often, you might even find in your jobs, you get up, you go to work in the morning, you work, you come home, do dinner, you go to bed, you know, you watch TV, you go to sleep, you know, like it's go, 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 go. And I know that we live in this world of, you know, fast food, microwave, Wi-Fi, at your fingertips. Who remembers? Who remembers when you had to dial up? Yeah, our, our teenagers have absolutely no idea what that means, hey? <laughs> and, and dialing phones, yeah. You know, like, and now when we get our phone out and um, it's not loading, we, you could probably literally count to five, you know, five, by five seconds, we're like, why isn't this working? Like, come on, like, let's get on with it. And so I just want to, like, you know, ask you, are you doing that with your relationship with God? Are you asking for something one minute and going, okay, all right, I'm waiting. Oh, God's not answering. Okay, move on to the next thing. Are you microwaving or fast-fooding your time with Jesus? Are you, like, going, okay, quick, I've got to fit in a five-minute devotion here. Okay, off I go to work. And we all know that fast food is not really good for us, unless maybe you have a salad. Yeah? Could I say that? Or are you going to disagree with me completely? (laughs) So, you know, maybe you're having your fries, but you're having a bit of salad. So, oh, that verse is really great. I'm going to go to work with that verse. And you've had a little bit of goodness, but, you know, there's there's not a lot. And so one of the the things that, you know, we want to come from, like, talking about is our relationship with Jesus and our time spent with Jesus needs to come first. That's where we get our strength. That's where we get our energy from. And that's where we'll be able to to work better. Does that make sense? So that is our foundation. Like, our relationship with Jesus is our foundation. That gets us through everything. So it also, in that space, we learn to let Jesus love us. I don't know, that might be a strange phrase to make, but I don't know if anyone can relate to that, but it's hard sometimes to let people love you and, like, to let people do something nice for you. And if someone, like, gives you, hands you some money and says, here you go, this is to bless you, and you kind of go, oh, oh, I don't know if I should take that. Has that happened? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like if, if someone, you know, is serving you and doing stuff for you and we kind of go, oh, I don't know if I can let you do that. Like, oh, I've got to do that all by myself. We're so inde- fiercely independent. We've got to do everything by ourselves. And so, like, we need to, also, we need to let Jesus love us. And we can only do that by spending time with him, by letting him give us stuff. Sometimes that can be physical and sometimes that can be spiritual and sometimes that can be emotional. When we worship Jesus daily and we spend time with him, 
that's when we can be in a place of peace and rest. Not when we're microwaving it or going through the fast food outlet. When we're trying to do that really fast, then there's not really peace and there's not really rest in that, is there? So, one of the phrases that I'm also learning in this space and time is, you know how we often go, how was your week? Oh, I was really busy. I did da 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 How was your week? Oh, I was really busy. I did this and I did this and I did that. And um, I was talking to Joella, who now you all know, um, Caleb's cousin. If you were here when she came and talked, um, when she came and preached, um, she just oh, she, she gave us a fantastic sermon. If you weren't here, go to the podcast or go to the website and, and listen to that. Sorry, if you want to. <laughs> so... And she, she said to me, what, one of the things that she started to change in what she says, and I've really taken this on board, is that to, instead of just going, oh, I was really busy and, you know, like we're talking out of this busy place, to say my week was really full. And that comes from John, who, who knows, John 10, 10? Yeah? Do you know that one? Have you got your Bibles here today? Let's pull out our Bibles and let's look up this scripture. And if you haven't got your Bible in physical form, you can, you can get your app, app Bible out. I'll let you. I, I learned this as a song when I was at school. <laughs> so, with Mr. Duff, John 10.10. 10. And I don't really want to sing it right now. <laughs> You're going to come sing it with me, Joe. All right. Have you found it? Who's got Sword of the Lord? You know that game? When you find it first, you have to stand up and yell, Sword of the Lord! <laughs> the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. And I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And this is where this word comes from. How my week has been full because Jesus has given me a lot of things to do. He's given me a job. I've, um, you know, talked to people. I've, I've helped people. I've looked after my family. My, my week has been full. And that just really changes that concept. Like if God says that um, the one, the one, some of the words that aren't in here is like to have um, life more abundantly is another way to say it. Like if Jesus has come so that we can have a full life and an abundant life, then it's time to start looking at those things that God has given us to do as um, part of him helping to make our life full. But what we do in our society is we turn that around to be a sort of, it's a half negative, but also it's like one of our Australian ways of kind of being like, we have to say we were busy. Like we're not allowed to kind of be like doing nothing like I don't know does anyone feel that way yeah like we always have to be busy doing 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 and so like but like we have to just really step back and look at well what is God asking me to do and what am I trying to push that's just a really really good question to ask yourself is are you doing what God has asked you to do or are you outside of that and pushing and making yourself busier and pushing and pushing and making yourself more tired? So 
as we head now into November and December, and everybody um, close to me, maybe for other people, may know me as the Christmas Grinch. In past years, I have really, really struggled with Christmas. I struggle with the busyness. I struggle with all of the school presentations, the, you know, the expectations on presents and decorating. And I'm not... I have to admit this to you. This is my confession. I'm not a big fan of Christmas carols. going to throw tomatoes at me? <laughs> Um, it's just that's just who I am, I suppose. But over the years, what I realised last year, after going through a period of burnout myself and learning this concept of how to rest in Jesus first before just going busy, 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 when God pulled me back and I had rest, what I've realised as I've as I've been doing that this year, as it's coming up to Christmas, I'm actually thinking about it and going, oh, like what will this look like? And I, everybody in my family are going whoa mum like what what's wrong with you and I realized it's not that I'm a Christmas Grinch I was just tired I was run down and I wasn't coping and at the end of the year you've got so many more things to do right there's so much higher expectations and um, some of those years I was working at a school so like I love teachers and all the people who work at schools they work so hard and by the time it gets to the end of the year they are like just they're goners, right? <laughs> it's like Beck over there, he's our teacher. Like, just, like, I, I understand that. But what I now have started to really look at is, okay, how can I balance my life out now so that I can manage all of those hard times, all of those stressful times? <clears throat> and so as we are heading towards that together as a church, uh and I have been taking over what's happening for our services and making some of those decisions and really been having a lot of fun with that, as you can tell. Let's go for church picnics and, you know, rearrange the service times and stuff like that. You're still not throwing stuff at me, so that's wonderful. Um, <laughs> um, but, like, as, I'm do- as we're doing that and looking ahead, one of the things that we want to do is out of this... Partially it's coming from this place of wanting to be restful and peaceful in Jesus and make sure that he is the centre, is that November and December we're focusing on the life of Jesus. And so I have something that I wanted to share with you as, as we're getting started on that. And, and James is going to be preaching next week so he can, he's got something else to share on you know, where we're going to go with the life of Jesus and in, in that theme. My, mine comes from a scripture and I'm just looking at my notes and I realised I've skipped stuff. So, <laughs> that's okay, we're going to stay skipping. Um, can you all turn your Bibles to Matthew 14, chapter th- uh, Matthew 14, verse 13. Who can do it the fastest? Sword of the Lord. Let's put this into a bit of um, perspective. The chapter that, well, the section before that is titled John the Baptist Beheaded. So Jesus had just found out that John the Baptist, his cousin, right, who also baptised him, 
And there's not really much account of how close they were or whether, how well they knew each other, but still it was his family, right? He had been killed. He had been beheaded quite unjustly. So it, the next part of this, this verse 13, when Jesus heard what had happened, he's talking about when he'd heard about what had happened to John, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. There was a time quite a few years ago that I read this passage and what really sat with me was when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. And like those thoughts that Jesus, he was grieving. Like, so he was human, but he was God. He'd found this out and he was grieving and so he went to spend time with, Je- with God, not with Jesus, he was Jesus. He went to spend time with God to pray and to look after himself. And that, in that moment, that was a revelation for me, was that, you know, it doesn't, not necessarily if we're grieving, but sometimes, you know, we might be going through a hard time. Some of us may be grieving um, and, and that kind of stuff. But we, we need to do what Jesus did. Here's our example. Here, in the life of Jesus, he went to a solitary place. And, you know, like I think, you know, if he, he was aware probably that the crowds were starting to follow him, I wonder how long he stayed in that boat. You know, maybe it took him just a little bit longer to get <laughs> to get to shore. I kind of wonder. You know, but, and then when he landed... He, he stopped, he saw the large crowd and, you know, had compassion on them and then, you know, he healed them. But first of all, he took time for himself. And there's, there's so many other examples if you, if you begin to look at this. In, uh, in, in Luke 4.38, um, I'll just give you that reference. We won't necessarily go to it. But um, that was where Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law, from, well, actually raised her from the dead. And um, then she got up and um, made food for them. <laughs> um, can you imagine that, being raised from the dead? Okay, I'm going to go make you all food now. And, yeah, so, so that happened and, and there was, like, some other healings and stuff like that. There would have been a lot of people around. And the next morning, the people went to find Jesus and they, they couldn't find him because he disappeared to go and pray, to spend time with God. And... Um, then he, you know, then when they found him, they wanted him to do more work and said, no, we've got to go, we've got to go to the next town. And um, when we're looking at Jesus and Jesus' life, we're also looking at Jesus' way. Because he says, I am the truth, the life and the way. Yes, he says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. What was first? I am the way. But what do we often forget? <laughs> like, yeah, he's, yep, he, it's true. Jesus died on the cross. He raised from the dead. You know, I believe that God created the heavens and the earth and all of that kind of stuff. Um, yep, he gives me life. He's in me. 
when it comes to his way. And he says, hey, Kerry, why don't you cook a meal for that person? And I'm like, hmm, I think I'm too busy today. But that was like, you know, like, so Jesus tells us to do stuff. Or how about, you know, like he asks us to give something up. It's like, hey, you know, that's not good for you. Could you lay that down? And we're like, oh, but, you know, but that's just, just too hard. Do I have to? So some of the focus that we want to have is Jesus being the way as well as the truth and the life. We want to do things his way as we're, as we're going on in this theme. So... Are you ready now to receive a challenge? Yes? All right. Yes. All right. <laughs> You're ready. <laughs> okay. Number one, I have, two, I have two challenges. You can pick up one or both or none. That's okay. What you feel that God is asking you to do. The first challenge is over November and December, will you pick up your Bible every day? And will you choose one of the Gospels, so Matthew, Mark, Luke or John? I'm going to choose John. You can choose the same as me if you like. And will you read something from that Gospel, that book every day? Now, that doesn't have to be one whole chapter. That could be, you know, like the the Bible is, you know, got the headings that separated into different headings and separated into different stories and accounts and parables of Jesus life maybe maybe it's just like reading one of those and so my challenge today is to ask you will you do that over November and December let's go together in looking at the life of Jesus and you know having that time where you're starting to create a discipline of spending time with Jesus in worship, in reading the word. Maybe want to maybe, you know, I want to start that by praying, hey, hey God, will you help me while I read this? And I know from a fact through the time of um, burnout and depression that I've gone through, I know that it's hard sometimes to read when you're in that space. It's hard to take anything in. One of the things, though, that I learned through that was just do it anyway. Because, and sometimes it was just read those words out loud. Because as you read those words out loud, the darkness has to leave. Because the, like how we were talking about earlier this morning, Satan, he can't stand being in the presence of Jesus. So when you open your Bible and you start reading those words out loud, guess what comes? Yeah, light. Yeah. We already have the presence of God with us. But we're not always necessarily aware of it or in it. And some we have to choose to kind of let that presence, like to step into that presence. And opening our Bible and reading the Word of God will do that. And so as, as we're going on this journey together, that's the first challenge. Will you do that? Just even just something little. Um and, and find a time and a space that you can spend with Jesus. 
so that you are starting to, so that you are maybe already doing this and that's fantastic. But if you're not, maybe you want to give this a try. And it's, it, it can be what you go to work with on your mind or what you go to study with on your mind or go to school with on your mind. So that, like, it, it's just there. It's just like, oh, what about this? Or oh, remember that scripture. Remember what you just read today. So the second challenge. This one's hard. This one I've been kind of talking to God about and going, ah, oh, are you sure? I don't know, this one's a bit hard. And Do I have to do it too? <laughs> and this one is, will you fast something? Will you take away something in your life that will remind you to pray or to read your Bible or to go into the presence of God? And some of you may, we haven't talked a lot about fasting, and so some of you may have this whole like idea of this fasting thing on your head that has, it has to be like, okay, I'm not eating anything and only drinking water. It doesn't have to be that kind of fast. If you want to choose a food fast, that is fantastic. But choose it because it's going to remind you to pray and it's going to remind you to be in the presence of God. Don't choose it because you want to lose weight. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but there's, there's, we, we want God to bless us in the sacrifice. We want to worship him in the sacrifice. So some of the other little challenges that I've heard other people do in the past and some that I have done is social media. Give up social media perhaps. Maybe you might want to choose, um, you know, your favourite beverage, whether it's a, you know, tea or coffee. Don't throw anything at me. Maybe it's television. Maybe you want to go, okay, well, I'm going to fast on, you know, one day a week and it's going to be this or two days a week or maybe it's just one meal in that day. Um, so there are, there are lots of different ways to do it. But the point is, is that when you give that up, it's a sacrifice to Jesus. And you're putting, putting him first. And it, when we miss it, um, I don't know about you guys, but I know that <laughs> there's been times I've to, you know, done the social media fast and I've gone to sit down and you pick up my phone and go, oh, that's right. I'm going to pray instead because you miss it. So it reminds you to do it in those moments. <laughs> that one's probably a good one for some people because you might be praying a lot. <laughs> um, you know, especially if you play games as well on your phone, maybe you want it, maybe you want it to be something like that. Um, so, yes, so two challenges. You don't have to tell me that you're doing it. You don't have to tell anyone else that you're doing it. Or you could talk about it between yourselves and go, you know, what do you think about that? You could team up with each other and go, hey, do you want to do this together? Um, and, you know, maybe you want to even find some people to pray with together. One of the things that I would like, you know, to ask you to pray about over this time is being able to have relationship with God first. So letting that be your first. So praying that into your life. You know, God, give me a passion. Like, open up the word of God for me. Show me. Will you pray for the people around you and the people in your church around mental health and their well-being over Christmas time? 
and people who, you know, maybe are missing family. And um, our teachers who are <laughs> trying to get through to the end of the year. And, um, yeah, they're the couple of things on my mind that I think, you know, I, I see a lot of people struggling with their mental health. And I know that, um, that God, he is the deliverer. He is our healer and he can heal people from that and he can be in those spaces and he can bring light into the darkness. But also believe in some of those times that we go through with our bad mental health is that God teaches us things through it. And that's where God is good, that all things work together for the good of those who love him, even if there's bad stuff happening around me. So I would really like to pray together. So would you like to stand together? Let's stand and just open your hands up and go, okay, this is going to be a space where you need to ask God, what is it that you want me to do? Do you want me to take up one of these challenges or both of these challenges? And, and hear from him and then obey him in that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we come before you this morning and we say, Lord, that you are the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And Lord, we want to know more about you. <laughs> Lord, we want to know your ways. And Father, help us to delve deeper into the word of God. Teach us things, Lord, as we accept the challenge to read our Bible every day. And Father, if we accept the challenge of, of fasting and praying, Father, I ask that you would show people right now what it is that you want, you're asking them to give up. Lord, as we head together as a church family, into this next space of learning more about you. I ask for your blessing on that. Father, send your angels into people's homes and their, their, their private spaces of where they read the word of God. And Lord, and let your angels start to point things out to them. Father, let uh, just ask that Jesus will come and wrap their arms around people. That Lord, that you would light up the word of God. <laughs> <laughs> that you'll give us a hunger and a thirst for wanting to spend more and more time with you, for wanting to, to come before you, to be with you and to do the rest of our life out of that space of peace and rest first. Lord, that you will fill us up to overflowing. <laughs> Father, to overflowing, not just to the brim. Lord, let it pour out of us. Thank you, Father, for speaking with us this morning. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, for every single person here today. Lord, let us receive this word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we receive from you.
Facebook. <laughs>